What's up, man? How are you? Um, it's really weird to see you with a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and a shirt don't usually go hand in hand when it comes to the board of wrestling. So right. <laughs> so um, so let's let's just start with the basic stuff. Like what what made you want to be a pro wrestler? Um, so pro wrestling, as far as I can remember, like pro wrestling for me goes all the way back to like like one of my, some of my earliest memories, right? So one of the things that I can remember is having uh, one of those uh, Hulk Hogan beat him up buddies, like the pillows. Um, and my grandparents had that and an Ultimate Warrior one. That's the ones that we had too. Yeah. And so I remember watching wrestling with my dad and the earliest thing besides the beat him up buddy that I can remember about wrestling as a kid was um, my grandma used to have a makeup table uh, with this like opening, like this mirror that like opened up with like all these lights. And I used to like get into her eyeshadow and paint, paint my face and tell her when that I was sting. And like, <clears throat> they still bring it up to this day. And like, I, I don't know why I did that. I could just remember vividly though, sitting in her makeup desk, putting on her eye, blue eyeshadow, um, trying to be, you know, trying to be sting. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like, that's like my earliest mem memory of wrestling. Um, and then my dad, this used to be something I did with my dad when I was growing up. Like, um, you know, we didn't, I didn't have a lot in common with my dad, but there was one thing that we always did, which was sit down on Monday night and watch, uh, you know, WWF or WCW, um, Nitro at that time. And so that's, that's why I wanted to be a wrestler. It's, it was, it wasn't so much sports. Like I got into sports later, but my first, uh, activity that my family really got me into was wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You're from Fort Wayne, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad is originally was born here in Fort Wayne. Um, uh, but my mom is from Samoa. Um, so they met when he was in the military out in Utah, um, long, long story there. So we ended up back here in Fort Wayne. Uh, when I, and that's, yeah. So I'm from Fort Wayne originally. So did you go to like the old WWF shows at the Coliseum and stuff? No. So that's funny because a lot of people ask that and like, um, I never got to, I don't know. I, I thought of it was probably a money thing, um, when I was a kid, but I never got to watch a real wrestling show until I was maybe in eighth grade. I went to some real weird indie wrestling show, um, that was at my local high school. Yeah. And then the next one was a SmackDown ECW show when I was like 18. But other than that, never went. I just watched it on TV. I didn't even know that you could do it like as a thing uh, until I was probably way too old to realize it. <laughs> this, this is mind blowing. Um, so like, when did you start? Well, so where, who, who trained? You? So I was trained actually by Congo Kong. 
um, I'm one of Congo Kong's kids. Or is you got to like, talk to Congo because he name dropped Vandy like five times, but he left you out of the whole conversation. We yeah, so Vandy is like Kong's protege, but um, we all like his first group. There was a group that came in right after Mark Vandy, um, and we refer well here first to us as uh, O's hoes. <laughs> Uh, from his Osiris days, um, but I was trained, yeah, I was host, um, but we were trained by him uh, through Jason Maples, so Jason Maples was, was, had, had a, uh, so a body slam thing, yeah, so body slam university, uh, that's where I started, um, and I, I remember I walked in, I was like, this guy is going to be the trainer, like, this giant dude of a man in Congo Kong, um, and I watched him wrestle. I was like, oh, okay. It makes 100% sense. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Now I see why you're the guy. Like move like that, right? Oh, no. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane how fluid he is for as yeah. big of a guy as he is. Yeah. He's, he's a massive guy. Like, he's, he's tons of fun to watch. Um, you know, now that, like, I know a couple people that he's trained, though, like, I can think to indie shows. I'm like, I bet he trained that guy. I got to, I got to figure yeah. this out. He, I would not have wanted to be trained by anyone else other than him. Now, looking back, like, um, just the way that we trained really spoke to like me personally, like my, I don't know, my beliefs and the way that I think, um, that training should be done. So like looking back, I'm like, man, I'm glad that it was, you know, it was calling the train me and I can say like that stamp of approval, like one of Kong's kids. So. Right. right. No, it's not Kong's kids. It's Ozo's. Yeah, O's hoes. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Um, so I, that's that's awesome. What like what was great about the training there? With him? so yeah, so training at Body Same University was it was funny because I came from the world of trying to play football professionally, um, and so when I decided like, hey, I'm never going to make it to the NFL, um, you know, a buddy of mine. And, and myself, we would just after either before or after football practice, we would just watch impact or highlights of wrestling and stuff. And both of us were like lifelong fans. And so one day we were just like, man, what if we just did that? Like, what if we just stopped playing football and just wrestled? Right. And so we Googled all these different places and found Bison university and, and no offense to, to Jason Maples who ran, who ran it. I mean, obviously wrestling's about, putting on living the gimmick and, and putting on the show. So he gave us this spiel and we're like, all right, cool. So we roll up uh, one day in the summer. It's like, I think it's like 20, probably 2013, I think. And it was super hot. And I was expecting at the time, the PC wasn't a thing, but in my head, I had this idea of like the PC, like this place where you could work out and there was going to be like a gym attached to it. <laughs> and, and then we roll up to this like storage facility with yeah. a storage unit. That was when he was over on Nuego, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I looked at my buddy and I was like, wait, are we at the right place? Like, this can't be, this isn't real, right? Like, I was really, you know, it, and so Jason comes out and he introduces himself and I was really hesitant um, just based on like, you know, judging a book by its cover. Right. Um, but I tried, did a tryout little thing, uh, worked out with Kong like the next week. And I just fell in love, man, because it is exactly what it should have been for pro wrestling, which was gritty. Uh, it sucked. It was dirty. Uh, it was hot, no air conditioning in the wintertime, no heat. Yeah. Uh, but man, it, it, 
like training out of that place made me so ready. I felt like for just not wrestling, but just in general, like life, it was life lessons. Right. So like, for me, it's just like, if you really want something, you like, you just endure all of this other bullshit. Sorry, pardon my language, but you just endure all this other, like all this shit that you don't really want to endure. Um, that kind of sucks just to get to the end goal and be like, yeah, now I can look back and like, that's my like feather in my cap. Be like, yeah, sure. You know, some guys go to all these cool wrestling schools and they got trained by this hall of fame or whatever, but I busted my ass in this little ass ring. You know what I'm saying? In a storage unit and we sweat and we threw, we got close to throwing up a lot of times. So that's, that's my, that's why I loved training out of there. And I love to be able to tell people that I trained out of there. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot to be said about the grit and the toughness that you get from training and something like that. Absolutely. You know, some big air conditions over like, like the fans at the PC. Like just the ceiling fan, twelve feet long. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't even need AC with twelve foot fans. It's gonna push so much air, and then you're like, no, it was like a storage unit. Like, yep. there's nothing. Like, you or <laughs> you might have had a breeze. <laughs> it was uh, it was rough, man. But it was uh, it's some of the best times we were spent in that ring with uh, those guys and, and Kong. Yeah. Have you been down to Kong's new setup? Yeah. So. I went down there to like after COVID, obviously um, that really slowed everything down as far as wrestling goes. Um, so when I finally started taking bookings again, I wanted to get in the ring and hit the ropes and just kind of roll around. So I went down to Collins new school, which um, is, is awesome. It's, I mean, it's in a storage unit. Yeah. But it's a lot more space, um, a little more climate controlled. Uh, and he has, you know, he's just kind of free to do his thing now um, since he's out on his own. So uh, I like it a lot. He's got a, great new set of kids that are underneath them learning so good good i like that it i mean he i didn't like i knew it that he was like ring psychology guy before i talked to him right yeah but then after i talked to him like i totally understand why your guy doesn't have to talk anymore you know what no. i mean like, yeah like, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. He's one of the smartest. I think he's one of the smartest people uh, in the business because he's able to do uh, that gimmick um, and that, and he's able to really sell it in today's world of like you know all internet smart fans and 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 people always wanting to be in the know. And uh, there's a lot of people that say like, oh, that one that would never work at a certain level, but he makes it work. So oh, yeah. and he's made it work at the biggest levels. So. Right. He's on to something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's fun to watch. And it's not like side to sideshow watch either. Like with some yeah. of the gimmicks like that. Like it, I mean, they're like, oh, like, ooh, boogeyman. Like, you know, yeah. Like, it's a different, it's wrong. a different vibe boogeyman than that, man. Top, right. But it, like, you can't, you can't run that very long. No, he can, he, he makes that, um, that he's not that your average savage, you know, uh, untamed savage sort of thing he's this uh smart savage that you know maybe he doesn't talk but it's not because he doesn't know how to talk he just chooses not to sort of so which and like sometimes one of the matches especially some of the indie shows like the guys during the match they talk too much like yeah there's just you, you play too much to the crowd Right. Yeah, yeah. Like verbally, yeah, yeah. verbally play too much. Like, but then there are guys like you. I don't think I've ever really seen you do that. Like, you 
if you're playing the heel that match, like I've seen you, you know, stomp around outside the ring. Yeah. You know, talk shit, stand on the middle rope after you drop the guy, whatever. Like, but it's like, it's so fast that it it almost feels like it's not intentional. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? No, absolutely. Is what makes it great, right? Like, you know, you can watch it and you can tell that you know what you're doing and exactly why you're doing it. But when you do it in character, like it just flows, like it doesn't even matter. That's that's one of the things that I've like, especially in the last couple of years, I've really strived on as far as like wrestling style. And um, like you said, today, a lot of people will kind of let the crowd dictate what they do, which is what we want to do as wrestlers. Um, but to me, wrestling is 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 still a sport. So I want to I want to act and I want to react to things and and behave in a way that I would in a normal, super competitive physical sport. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, my reactions are, are genuine. Like, if I lose, like, I'm genuinely upset, pissed that I lost. I'm genuinely happy that I won a championship. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely showing frustration if I can't do the things that I want to do. So um, that's, to me, makes things feel really real and kind of blur that line, uh, even for people that are in the know today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it's it's hard watching some of you guys at some of the the indie shows to tell like like sometimes it's almost like you you think it's real, like you know what I mean, like yeah. But then and then you sell the punches and kicks and everything, like it looks real, like this this is a real street fight with body slams, I guess. It's I don't know. It's it's that's probably my favorite thing about wrestling is is like everybody knows it's not but it is right 100 like i i don't think i've ever go into a, any match um and i i don't ever go into a match and and feel like i'm walking or going through the motions um i really try to like for me personally and i don't know how everybody else is but i really put myself in that match so like i can be best friends with the person you know that's booked against me on the card that day or that night uh, but when we get in the ring like i'm I don't want you to win. Like, I don't care what, what we're doing. Like, I don't want you to win. I want to show everybody that I'm the better wrestler than you. So if that, whatever that takes, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how, I, how competitive of a person I am, no matter the, the rest of the parameters that we have to, to be within. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, like, I feel like you almost have to be like that. Right. Because if not, it's not going to look genuine. Like it's, it's kind of like, right. And I think, and I think today's wrestling, there's a lot of people that are really good at it. And then there's a lot of people that are, you know, for better or worse, it, it, to your point, you, they look like they're just walking through the motions and and that's okay. Like that's going to get a good amount of people, even if you are walking through the motions, watching your product and watching what you're putting out there. But for me, I'm just not interested in that. I'm not interested in putting out this, this, that idea of, of wrestling. I think wrestling should be more, should be, again oriented like a sport yeah um, that's what it was originally so that's what i want to that's what i want to personally make it look like yeah well like aw does like the the wins and losses or whatever right yeah i love that like there, there's a lot of stuff in aw that i don't love because it's a bunch of spot <laughs> stuff right so, yeah but but that like i wish that everybody would go back to that like they shouldn't matter. Just walk in and show up and get a title shot right like, right yeah yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of that. Yeah, and losses awesome. matter. Fantastic.
Um, have you trained with anybody else or done like seminars with anybody else or anything? Um, so I've done, I've done a few seminars, uh, in my like history. Like I've done two with Billy Gunn, um, who I actually, I absolutely love Billy Gunn. Super he, I feel guy. like he would be a good one too. Oh man. He will, he knows so much and just the amount of little details that you don't ever think about, like as a wrestler, especially when you're a young, a young boy coming out. Right. Um, there are things that he would say or he did. And he, I was like, Oh, I guess I never thought about that. Like that doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you say it or do it, I'm like, I can notice the difference. Um, Shelton Benjamin was another one that I've done. Um, well, that would be a fun one. Shelton Benjamin was super cool, man. He, he was a super good guy. And again, just dudes. I liked the seminars where I could learn from these guys and like Billy Gunn and Shelton Benjamin to me are just big workhorses. Like those guys can have matches with anybody and, they always have good matches no matter what. Well, even when Billy Gunn gets blown up, like you can tell that he's gassed, right? But he's still yeah. entertaining as hell. Yes. And yes. He's not going to go huge on any of the stuff that he's doing when he's nope. that, right? But it doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so who is the who's another? Shane Douglas? Shane Douglas was like the very first seminar I ever went to when I was training. It was actually my first show. Uh, it was before an indie show, my first indie show that I went to, like as a under trying to train to be a wrestler. So I went with uh, Kong to a show um, and Shane Douglas was there and he was giving a seminar. And I took that. I think Mark Vandy was there actually, too. So and I knew absolutely nothing. I just like pissed the bed when he like had me go in and try stuff. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like three weeks in. Sure. Like, I, I can bounce off the rope if you want me to. Yeah, you want me to run the ropes a lot? I can do I got that. that. No big deal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's awesome but yeah so i've never i've not had the chance to take a whole lot of seminars but the ones that i have taken uh from those guys definitely still stick with me uh a lot um just little pieces that i took from all of those guys um kind of built me to where i'm at today as far as like my own personal style and things that i like to do even some of the things that like i may tell younger kids now and i'm just like don't don't do that like and this is the reason why um, a lot of that's tied to like these WWE guys, these ex WWE guys have said like, yeah, you shouldn't do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, which like, I feel like that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts about indie shows. Some of the indie shows is that they bring in the bigger names every once yeah. in a while. Just, like, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily to actually help any of the younger guys or if it's just to get a little extra money. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, either way, it helps the younger guys. It has to. I mean, I'm sure some of them are, are just assholes or whatever, right? But, uh, yeah, like, they are. Like, in the business, I feel like everybody's got to be pretty, like, pretty open to helping or you don't go that far unless you're something super, like, Lesnar, right? Lesnar can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but, yeah. The the makeup of a wrestling locker room, especially these, these older guys that will come in, um, there's – you know, there's the ones that are just there that kind of just want to collect their money and um, they say they'll, they'll watch your match or whatever and they won't watch anything. But um, there are a lot of good guys that I've met that will actually watch your match and give you great feedback. And, um, you know, the, that I never thought as a fan that I'd ever get a chance to experience um, and have like an actual conversation with those guys. So it's pretty cool to be in that spot now. Yeah. And it's not even like just a, a shooting the shit conversation. It's like real life. Like, yeah, throw that punch right. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. 
um where like you do a lot of stuff just local right i mean how yeah so i i mean i've been all over the midwest um but you know i'm i've got two young kids so i try to stay like if i can uh i'll i'll, I'll venture out a little bit um so I've, i'm really right now like in warsaw indiana with functified wrestling i still have not been to one of their shows i need um their shows are i mean those people still believe it's real. Like the internet smart fans don't exist really there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, they get super into it. I mean, we've people riot uh, or on the cusp of rioting, I should say, when they don't get, they don't like what's happening. So that's super cool. That's awesome. um, It's very like homegrown product. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously heroes and legends before Wayne, that's, you know, a twice a year sort of thing. Um, and, and honestly, like, I'm kind of just, I'm, I would go to bigger places, but I'm at this point now in my career where, um, and this is just overall my, my opinion on wrestling. Like there's, we, we, I'm trying to get away from that working for free stuff. So, um, I think that I can grow, especially today, like people can grow their brand, if you will, as a wrestler, um, without having to go work for a hot dog and a handshake, you know, three States away. Um, I'm too old for that. Like, and that sounds terrible. I'm like, ah, I'm too old for that. But I am like, I'm too old for that. I got a family. I got kids to take care of. I got a, I have a real job like Monday through Friday. So I'm not sacrificing any of that stuff. Um, even though I love wrestling, um, I just love my kids and my wife more. So like, I can't believe hot dog and handshake deals are still a thing to be. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's like, nuts, man. It doesn't make any sense. To me. It's and, and you, the, the thing is, is it's a lot of my friends have gone on and done bigger shows right like friends in the business have done bigger shows and i'm like man i'm jealous that you're on that show and then i'll get to talking and they tell me what they you know what they made and what the experience was like i'm like oh i'm i'm not jealous that i missed out on that because that sounds terrible like Uh that 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 moment that you had in the wrestling ring for your match that's super cool but all the other bullshit that you had to deal with to get to that point I'm not entirely sure that that's worth it. Yeah, you flew um, to California to watch some dude jockstrap by hand and then spend five minutes in a room. Yeah, Good job. yeah. And I mean, yeah, it sure it blows up. If it blows up on, you know, on social media and the right person sees it, like you're in your gold, right? But I think that, I think wrestling is kind of getting away from that. And I think really smart wrestlers are figuring out ways to, um, make themselves marketable without doing that week in and week out and sacrificing, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or um, envelope to envelope for those that wrestle full time. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That's, I don't know. I, that's never made any sense to me. Like you guys go out and bust your ass and like, there could be big issues after this, you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, oh, like, 10 hot dog and yeah like here here's some here's some gas money and like you know ten dollars is not gonna cover my gas right 400 for 400 mile round trip drive right (laughs) yeah that's just insane to me um so i mean like you do keep it pretty local like we were talking about where is your favorite place to wrestle uh right now i mean right now i love to wrestle at the coliseum in fort wayne um, and I think that's just because I'm from Fort Wayne, right? So all of the big sporting events and all the big events that have ever happened in Fort Wayne happen at the Coliseum. So um, as a kid, like, again, you talked about like going to wrestling shows, which I never got to when I was a kid, but they all happened at the Coliseum. Um, and I remember other kids in my school going, watching like 
house shows and stuff. And, you know, at the time I didn't know their house shows, but I just knew that they were going to watch wrestling shows from guys on TV and stuff. And, and now I'm like, man, that's me. Like, that's super cool. Like it sounds really lame, but I like to have my non-wrestling fan friends and family come out and actually get to watch something that's close by um, and just get to experience it in that, that sort of setting. Yeah. So it's super cool to wrestle at the Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch at the Coliseum for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, even in the Expo Center, it's a, it's a lot smaller than the main thing. Yeah. But like, I don't think, like I've been to SmackDown and Raw and whatever in, in the main part, right? And it's just got a totally different feel. Yeah. Yeah. Even when WWE does house shows now, they do it in the Expo Center, probably yep. ticket sales or whatever, right? But like it, it's a whole different closeness and realness. And I yeah. don't know, it, it's hard to explain. The the experience for the fans, I feel like, is is a little bit cooler in the Expo Center because you spend, you know, if you're a fan that wants to spend like an hour or so before the show um going through the tables and you could like, actually run into these guys that are going to be on on the show performing and then you see them and the way the expo center is set up like like you said like it's a lot closer so um even though it's funny because even though when i'm standing in the ring and it's you know it's dark i can't really see anything um like as far as the fans like i can see the guys and people in the front um, but i often like can hear like i can often hear like my mom or my daughter or like my friends yelling for me when they come and I'm just like, yeah, like that's super cool. Like if, I, if it's cool for me, I hope that it's as cool for them as it is for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I can tell you now that like after doing a couple of these interviews, watching some of you guys wrestle again is going to be a whole different experience. <laughs> like for real, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, <clears throat> what, what's it like wrestling in different like what, what are the differences between like a Heroes and Legends show and a Functified show or yeah. wrestling theology show? Or... Oh, wrestling theology is another one. Thank you. Um, I've been there a lot until recently. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, I guess the biggest difference is that wrestling, he, Heroes is like an all-day event, right? So, uh, I mean, it starts, it starts at like, for us as wrestlers, it starts at 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Um, and goes until 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, depending on the show. Um, so it, it's just this much grander event. And I don't know if it's because it's not necessarily because the wrestling is better, um, but it's just because there's all these other things that lead up to that wrestling. Um, the nice thing about like the wrestling theologies and the, the functified wrestlings is, you know, people are going there just to watch the wrestling. So while people are excited for heroes, people that go to those 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 smaller shows, smaller shows, are just there to watch the wrestling. So they're like they're amped from the beginning of the show. Like there's no exhaustion from people being hanging out all day or like right. you know just being tired from from walking from table to table. They just sit down and they're like ready to rock and roll. So uh, that's the biggest difference. Um, plus, I mean, as a wrestler, like we obviously get to, it's easier for us to go from, you know, home to, to the smaller show, get there, wrestle and go do whatever else or go to another booking if we have another booking. So. Right. Yeah. I, I can imagine that would be draining for you guys. I, uh, I love heroes, but it's such a long day. It right. is a really long day. Right. I mean, <laughs> and like you said, like even for fans, I mean, yeah. we, we usually show up around like noon. 
and we hang out until like four, three, and then we like we take off and pay for parking again because nobody wants to spend around for another five hours. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and that's it's a hard thing because you know people want to people want to get in and get their money's worth for the expo, and then it's just like there's also people that just want to come to the wrestling show for sure. So um, it's just about finding that balance. Yeah. I mean, like, I love both parts of it personally. I love being able to walk around and, and you know, every, almost everybody's out there that's going to wrestle. Yeah. A table or like you, most of the time you just walk around. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm always walking around. Like, uh, I mean, I sometimes, most of the time I usually have a table, but like, uh, I just like walking around. I like interacting with fans. Like I don't want like, to be stuck in one place. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing is the last one, obviously with COVID, like less people obviously had tables for obvious reasons. And so I didn't have a table, which is I'm completely cool with. And I just, I just, you know, casually made my way around. And because I had a mask, like it took a little bit for people to realize who I was. Yeah. Um, and then they would, and man, some fan like kids like eyes would light up and they want me to sign stuff I'm like that's super cool like i don't need a table necessarily but i like that those interactions you know what i'm saying like that makes wrestling super cool for me so with staying more local do you get recognized like at the mall or going grocery shopping or stuff more often you think um yeah so it's funny because i i never thought that i would um because like who like who the hell am i like i'm not a big deal or anything dude you are uh, the flowing samoa <laughs> but yeah so i that's happened to me and my wife uh often and it's funny because it's happened to my daughter too um what she's in school like people have brought it up to her like other kids have brought it up to her at school oh that's that's awesome yeah. So yeah, it's the strangest thing. Cause when I, when I started, I never thought that that would have been like in Fort Wayne, you know, Indiana of all places, like I would never have been recognized, but I've been recognized at the mall, the grocery store. Uh, we've been to movies, like just random people would be like, Hey, are you Anthony Tolatelli? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh man, I've watched you wrestle here. And you know, I saw you do this and I saw this online. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Like make sure you kill out to the next show. Yeah. Um, so that that part is actually really funny and super cool it doesn't happen that often um but when it does it's i'm just like it makes me chuckle right <laughs> yeah that, that's that's pretty awesome though like i'm always really bad about like fangirling really bad <laughs> like i've met kevin nash twice now and still oh yeah anything to him like uh, he's super cool guy i don't even know what to, like i walk up and he like he's sitting down i'm six two he's still damn near as tall as i am <laughs> i'm like i don't Hi, like, <laughs> yep, yep, totally get that, man. It's it's so weird. Well, like, uh, Jason had him and Eric Bischoff. I yeah. think I might have said five words between the two of them, and like, and four of them were thank you. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it takes it's it's it's. I've had a few of those. Like, even as a worker, like even as a wrestler, I feel like we there are certain guys where you feel really comfortable with, and then there are certain guys who are like. Uh, like, I want to say hi. I want to say, like, I want to tell you, like, that I like you as a fan, but I also don't want to come off, like, as a weird individual, so. Yeah, so um, what's that like? Like, I mean, you were talking about putting makeup on, pretending you were staying or whatever. Yeah. So was that the show, right? Like, how'd that Yeah, happen? so I, I've not, I've not, I try to be super chill about it myself, um, but it is a little, it gives me a little anxiety when I meet guys like that. Um, Ryback was another one that I was like, uh, like for some reason he 
made me a little like anxious only because I wanted to like take a really funny picture with him um, just because he's Ryback and I'm me. Uh, but even talking to him, I was like, don't, please don't big time me. Please don't big time me. And he didn't, he was super cool about it. He but. was so nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. bet we spent 25 minutes talking to him at the meet and greet and like he signed, I don't know, my kid's shirts over here in a stack of autographed <laughs> shirt. Like we've got the whole wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That was <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So his, I don't know. It's around here somewhere. When she was little, she used to call her stomach rye belly. <laughs> more thing right <laughs> and so she she told him that little story and like he signed it rye belly and then he was there the next year or the next show too right yeah and he 100 percent remembered her like we weren't even in line for him and he was like oh rye belly that's awesome what the hell do you jerry lawler remember you too it's so weird yeah yeah so I try to keep that in mind. Like now when I run into those, you know, have those interactions, I'm like, they're just, they're just normal guys. They just, you know, way more successful than us, but oh, yeah. they're just normal guys. Like they don't, they know that I, I think it would be cool if I was in their position and someone told me like, Hey, like this moment of your career, like made me want to do this or change my life or I have this really vivid memory of you. Like there's no way that anyone's <laughs> actually going to hate hearing about that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to look at it. I didn't really think about it like that. Yeah, um, man, that's why we got in the business in the first place. Like, uh, at the end of the day, I think any wrestler will say the, the interactions with fans and, like, the things that you hear about as far as, like, good, um, changing people's lives or, like, just moments in their lives that they associate with your career, that stuff is what makes us want to wrestle. Like, all this other stuff championships and tv time and social media and all that those are just byproducts of that feeling right there that you get when you get a fan that gets to come up to you and talk to you about that stuff yeah yeah that's i mean i don't even i i can't even imagine what that's like like to have somebody just randomly be like oh like you're the guy (laughs) the guy you know that that would be that would be awkward and awesome all at the same time right? yeah it, it, that's the best way to describe it awkward and awesome yeah yeah um so you you kind of talked about it earlier uh when you're talking about like you don't care if it's your best friend that you're wrestling against what's that like like i mean i know you've got or seem to have good relationships like congo yeah i imagine drew skills because he's everywhere all the time yeah shane mercer um and then, like, I've seen you wrestle all, I think, everybody. Yeah, you wrestled Congo at a Heroes show, too. Yep. So I've, I've seen you wrestle all of them, and all of it looked good. Yeah. Is it is it different wrestling guys that you know know versus wrestling, like, a Ryback or whatever? Um, it, it's actually – it is different. And, and the reason it's different is because I'm more comfortable. Um, it doesn't necessarily change the way that I approach the match, but I'm just more comfortable in doing things with those – guys because they know me right mm-hmm. um, and I know them so we can like feed off each other as far as like coming up with ideas and working through it um, and it's funny because I often find myself uh, going like my emotions even higher when I wrestle those guys as far as like the feeling about that match and the build up to it because I don't want to those guys are um, they're like Kong and Drew both uh, are mentors in, in the business to me so um, I don't want to disappoint those guys. I want to make sure, but I also don't want them. I don't want everyone want them to think that like 
I'm worse than them or I, I'm lower than them. So I try to elevate myself to that level. And, uh, it's, it's a weird place. I wrestle, like you said, um, wrestle guys like Alexander S. Kirk, uh, mm-hmm. who's a local guy from Fort Wayne. Uh, we train together. We rode together. And when we wrestle each other, we just beat the shit out of each other. Like, no, like, and at the end of it, like, we just say, hey, man, sorry about this. Or like, sorry, I did that. But during the match, man, we are we are rough with each other. But that's because we know each other uh, and we trust each other to put on a good show for everybody. Yeah. So I really like wrestling people that I'm familiar with um, and that I like. Shane Mercer is another one. I went 60 minutes with Shane Mercer in an Ironman match uh, down at Wrestling Theology. And I'm glad it was him because it was it was tough. And we beat the hell out of each other that like a whole hour. And yeah. then afterwards, it's like, hey, man, that, that was cool. Like uh, we put on a really, really cool show right now, just so you know. So like, I, I the only reason I even brought Shane up is because he's another one that I absolutely love to watch. Like he's he's huge and can move like he's not at all like i i like the i like shane mercer because he is uh everything that you want in a wrestler and then some right so he can do he can do he's like him and russ jones are two guys that i feel like can do oh i forgot about him. everything um another guy that i really really like wrestling russ jones um but those two guys can do anything that you want them to do they can be anything that you want them to be whether it be an opening match or like a main event um you know and they're both just monsters they're yeah. monsters um but yeah uh, shane and shane and russ jones man i i really liked wrestling them i like i like getting thrown uh, thrown around by those guys because they like that's what people gravitate to they gravitate to that david and goliath story and getting behind that dude that's just getting the shit beat out of him the whole time just for him to like come back and you know make the make the big comeback right and you make it look like you're dying like i i try man like i i really like so my favorite wrestler as a kid was the rock um and he always like he's a big seller or whatever that was like and i think it's just because i was samoan like that was the first dude i gravitated to um but as i got older like obviously i was like man Shawn michaels Shawn michaels was the dude like, cause as a kid, I never really got behind Shawn Michaels. He was on his way out. And then oh no, dude, I was in. a sexy boy. All the and, and then like looking <laughs> back, I'm like, Shawn Michaels was, was the man. man. And then, and, and he sold so well, like everything that anyone did to Shawn Michaels, he made it look like he, he died. And so, and, and even, even looking back, like the rock did that, like, that's why the rock did that for Austin. He did that for triple H. Like, and so I really, really prided myself on doing that. Like, I always joke with all the boys, like, I'm not good at anything other than making everyone else's shit look really good. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's point, a, though, right. Like, that, that, right. that's the whole idea behind all of it is like you because you can sell you. Right. Right. You have to work for them or it's not going to work at all. Cool moves, man. They cool moves to me. They go out the door. Everyone, If you can do a. Uh, uh, a moonstall, uh, 450, all that. You can have all that. I'll sell all day. I don't care. Like I'd, I'd rather make people, I want people to really question themselves and be like, man, is he, is he really hurt? Like it looks like that hurt. And, and, and even my, I, to this day, my family, my mom will ask me, my mom, my stepdad, my daughter. Um, and she's been around the business long enough now to know that like, you know, what it's all about. But even now they still ask me after they come and watch like, did that, did that really hurt? Are you okay? And I'm like, 
that's what I want. I want people, I want to blur that line. I want people that know that are in the know to even question themselves. You know, there, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Drew. I think it, I think it was Drew. He body slammed you like dead ass in the middle of the ring. And I like, there, there's no way that he landed right or something <laughs> like you, you looked like, and it sounded like you died. <laughs> that shit was game over like there's no way he's getting back up no that's what I, I like to hear that stuff though because that means that like like you said that means that i'm doing my job correctly right yeah. so um yeah that's that's what i pride myself on like i don't really at the end of the day give shit about cool moves or um spots as we call them but i like being like, able to say i've like, never seen you even do any like big flashy spot right like it's all like like I don't want to say like basic move set, but like a very, yeah. it's a simplified move set, but yeah, everything's incredibly impactful. And then you blow it up like a super kick at the end. Yeah. So I, I, that's kind of like the, once I figured out who I was as a wrestler, like really early on and had like a conversation with Kong, um, you know, everyone started doing wrestling the same style. And we always go through this in wrestling. I feel like, like in the business, there's always like these, like eras of like different styles that happen in wrestling. And for the longest time, it was that like super athletic, very choreographed, but very cool um, style that was happening. The ricochets and, and uh, uh, I can't remember is the other dude's name that he wrestled in New Japan all the time. Oh, uh, the uh, Will Ospreay? Yeah, Will Ospreay. So everyone's trying to do all that stuff. Mm. Um, but once I realized that like everyone's starting to do that, I'm like, well, what is everyone not good at? Well, not everyone is good at selling, right? Like not everyone's really good at selling and people that are really good at selling always get booked because they want to make people look better. They want the guy that they're, they're working, working with or working against uh, look better. Um, and then there's guys like, look at guys like Randy Orton, man. Like Randy Orton's been around for so long and he does the same moves all the time and everyone, and you always know what move is coming. Um, so and it's funny because a lot of today's modern internet fans don't like that, but it's, they still watch it, right? right? They still watch it. And there's a lot of fans, even modern internet, internet fans that do like Randy Orton that do know that his moveset's going to happen. Oh, or yeah. like, this is going to happen at this time. Uh, and I try to, to kind of do that myself because like, I want people to recognize what I'm going to do. Like, that's how you get remembered. I want people to be like, oh my gosh, okay, after this, I know Anthony Tolatelli is going to do this move because I always see him do it. So when the one time that we change that up and it doesn't happen, they're like, like oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, well, been my it, whole thing. I mean, it's like the rock with the elbow pad thing, right? Yeah. And, and uh, Shawn Michaels with the, when he's popping around, he's tuning up yeah. the band, right? uh stone cold kicks you in the belly you know you're gonna get stunned. like yes that's just it, it's it's all the memorable like yeah you're gonna do it every single night and do the exact same thing but everybody's gonna know exactly what it is and they love right. it yeah so and that's you know i i i add new moves sprinkle things in that i like but at the end of the day i like sticking to the things that i that i know how to do really well and also because I know people know it. Like, so if I'm going to continue to work at all these places that I'm showing my face off all the time, I want them to get behind my match. I want them to like try to call out things that they like about my match or moves like that. So, so what, what like WWE guy 
say you're most similar to? Um, I would say I'm probably most similar to Dolph Ziggler. Uh, yep. And like, I, I don't know. My wife said that once before we were ever dating. She said that Kong made that uh, comparison once. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get it. I can see that. Um, and it's funny because then I started taking like some of the stuff that he, he did or like he does like the famouser I took, not necessarily from him, but I took it from Billy Gunn because I was right. like, as like a little homage to Billy. Cause we, I know him and we spent, you know, we did the two seminars with him and he's, he was really good friends with my wife and uh, her family. So um, yeah. So yeah, that's a whole her, uh, him and road dog, they knew my wife's. So my mother-in-law um, from like way back before I was even in the business, like they at Jason, some of Jason's oldest shows back in Marion, Indiana. Um, so they were just like connected with them and it would talk to each other through like Twitter and just DM. So they, they go back and looking at the DM history. They've DM'd her like when she graduated high school. Congrat- congratulations on graduating high school. Like, how's everything? We That is awesome. Uh, I think we DM'd Brian when we had our first kid. Like, just we just give him updates. Like, it's been a while since we've like really talked to him, but yeah, it's it's that's the type of relationships that are super cool. So, like, you're gonna update him on like, hey, I just did this podcast. You should listen to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Bro. I didn't know all that. That's that's great. But uh, I would, yeah, I would definitely say Dolph Ziggler is is the guy in WWE I'm probably closest to. You know, I mean, really, like, I could see a Billy Gunn type thing, though, too, because he's, he's a similar, like, he, he's the, like, I'm really, really, really good at these 30 moves, right? Yeah. I want to do because I'm really good at it, but I will take whatever you can throw at me and I will die. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I loved about, like, that's what I loved about Billy is, like, career like even before I met him and then afterwards like just talking with him like oh like you and I talk when he would talk about that in the seminars I, I was like no that totally hits me like because that's what I want to do like yeah I care about all those other like cool moves that everyone's trying to do all the time like yeah I want to look cool for everybody else <laughs> right well, famous or like that it doesn't matter who does it it looks devastating like oh yeah and that's got to hurt on both ends, right? Like, when you do it, landing flat on your ass like that cannot be great. Uh, yeah, it's one of, like, it's one of my least favorite things to do. I mean, I like doing it because it looks super cool. Uh, but, yeah, landing flat on your ass, not always fun. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like, uh, oh, who was it? Psychosis, right? Psychosis back in the day used to do that that off-the-top rope leg drop, like, yep. all the way out to the middle of the ring. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, dude. Like, no, I'm thank not you. gonna go break my back to yeah, break, my like, tailbone. I heard thinking about space. that. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. The Billy Gunn thing, but yeah, the, the Dolph Ziggler thing, it, it's 100% like it just fits. It and it, I mean, people love Ziggler for doing exactly what you're doing, you know. I mean, and he's been employed forever, so he must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Brooklyn Brawler, like. Nobody ever remembers a match that dude won, but everybody remembers that. Right. You know, and, and the matches that he didn't win are the ones that everybody loves. Like, nobody gives a shit that he didn't win anything. It's funny because I, I feel like uh, we always made jokes when I was, like, even amongst O's hoes, we'd make jokes about how, um, you know, I started getting 
like getting more hype and getting more build and winning, you know, a title here and, and getting these big opponents. And uh, they're like, man, I, I'm never, Anthony Totelli never gets, you know, he never loses. And in my head, and I always tell him like, man, I don't care about winning or losing. Cause like I, if I lose more, like it's just even a bigger deal when I win. Right. right. So, and it can still put on an awesome show. So we used to always joke about that stuff when we were coming up, uh, you know, training and, getting out there yeah it's like backwards goldberg right like yeah, yeah. Match, you're like yeah okay goldberg's gonna come out he's gonna headbutt something and spear the guy and jackhammer one two three okay and then like oh no like ziggler's gonna come out and get his ass beat and then what now he's got a title i don't understand and it just looks really really good like every yeah. week you're like that's that's my thing like every week i just, anytime anyone sees me i just want them to be like well, yeah, he won i don't necessarily care about he won or lost but he put on an awesome show yeah and it's always memorable. Like, honestly, I was looking at a uh, cage match at like some of the matches that, that you've had. Like, so oh, yeah, I don't even remember who won the match. I didn't really care. <laughs> like, it was just a good match. Like, um, six man steel cage match in 2017 at Heroes and Legends. I remember that cage was sketchy as hell. Oh, you're telling me, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. When Isaiah climbed up and jumped yeah. off the top, I'm like, dude, he's going to dog. <laughs> that whole thing's gonna take out the first two rows there's no way yep yep i'm pretty sure uh hopefully everyone signed waivers up front for that right. thing so right but like i it says that congo won sure maybe i don't know like i don't remember i just remember it's a badass match like that was one of my favorite that's like actually one of my favorite matches of all the people that were in there i think russ jones was in it uh Isaiah mercer um lightning bolt johnson yeah uh, like it was just so no, it wasn't cool russ it was drew Oh, it was Drew. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just super cool to be in that, to be in a ring with those guys, because even though I'm, you know, I've been in the business for a while, those guys are still look up to. Yeah. Um, and I still really like being in their, in their presence and talking with them and going through things with them because they've got, all of them have different ideas about as far as success and what that means uh, in wrestling. So yeah, yeah it, that match just sticks out for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, like it was, it was a fun one. Oh, the Sugar D match. That was a good one. Like I, I forgot that Sugar won that match, honestly. Man, Sugar Dunkerton, another dude that I love to be around in the business. He and I would so say underrated too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when he gets, I mean, he got a shot with, he had that little bit, that little taste of, of, you know, of it as pineapple pee at an AEW. Right. Um, and I, that's one dude, like I'm really, really, really rooting for. Uh, because when he gets his shot, dude, he's just going to take the ball and run with it. Oh yeah. Like he can do anything. And he's, it's funny because I am, you know, as we talked about, like I am not uh, the type to get in my car and work shows for free and all that. And uh, a lot, I got a lot of, I used to get a lot of shit for that when I was coming up because That's so I've scary. always, I've always had like, I've always had a kid. Right. So yeah. um, that always come first. Um, but he's actually one of the very few wrestlers that's told me like, no, man, keep doing what you're doing. And so when I decided to take time off or like um, say I was going to step away from wrestling for a little bit to take care of family stuff and kind of just make sure that was all good. He was one of the first dudes to be like, dude, keep doing your thing, keep doing your thing. Um, and when we had our, our daughter, uh, he just the last time I saw him, he said, man, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you're doing what you want to do the way you want to do it. And I, and same goes to him. He's doing things the way he wants to do them. Exactly how he wants to do it. And he doesn't so, like, it's either going to work and blow up or it's not going to work and he's going to be happy. 
Right. I, I, he's one of the most positive people I've ever met. Oh yeah. Yeah. He needs to go back to wearing like long pants though. <laughs> that, that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's, he's a ton of fun to watch. And I mean, and then he's, he's one of the ones, like one of the matches with you that it, like it, it none of it looks like it's even thought of before you get out there yeah it, you just go and it flows and it works and like i don't know if you guys are calling spots or legitimately have this whole thing memorized and i i can't tell at all like that's awesome though that's what we, that's what we want right and he's such a good wrestler now like he was always a good wrestler um but his you know his time in, in england and training and stuff like even made him much more of a a a better overall wrestler because he does things now that I'm like, holy crap, like I don't see that anywhere in America unless right. you're from from England. Like yeah. that sort of style. It's, so it's, it's like super some of the goofy technical stuff. I'm like, what? I don't even know what he just did, but I think that guy's broken. I'm a huge fan of, of I was always been a huge fan of him, but when he started doing that stuff, I'm like, yeah. yes. Okay. Like that he sets him sets him apart even more. Yep. Yep. Big big fan. Um I mean what so what are, what are you going to do to set you apart even more? Um, honestly, like, uh, now that COVID is, the world's kind of returning back to normal. Um, well, time out. So let's, let's talk about that. What did last year yeah. look like for you? Uh, it was pretty much no wrestling. <laughs> That's, I wrestled once in October. Like, obviously, I think pretty much everything shut down in March. Yeah. Um, and I didn't take any wrestling bookings. I took one wrestling show in October, uh, wrestled Apollo star, another guy I like a lot. Um, that was at a, a funk divide show. And then after that, like, I just took time off, um, because we just had my, we we're getting ready to have our new baby. Um, my son was, my son was in like this awesome age of like, just, he's just turned two in March. So he's like super amped about everything. So right. I, I'm glad that I got to spend that whole time with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, like, uh, I'm somebody that wrestling can get, and I don't know if everyone's like this, but sometimes wrestling is just very overbearing on your life. I so I, I, I wanted to take a step back. And if I didn't take a step back from wrestling, I was going to end up hating it. Yeah. Um, Cause I was always, I was already feeling that way. So I needed to fall in love with wrestling again. So that whole break helped me get to that point um, and just kind of like reestablish what my beliefs were about the business um, and what kind of person I wanted to be. Um, so that's that was my 2019 man just hanging out with my family um getting in the best shape of my life or trying to and uh uh watching you know watching wrestling on tv i and it's funny because i don't even really watch wrestling that much um i try to catch it like every now and then um, and i used to be like uh when i first started i'd watch it like religiously like right. all the time right but now i'm just like sometimes i try not to watch it because i don't want to find myself gravitating toward, towards a style or um, just whatever is hot at the time or people are talking about, like, I just want to do what, what feels comfortable or normal to me. Like I said, it, I treat it like a sport, so I'm not going to let somebody or the world dictate how I approach that. Right. So nowadays, like I'll, I'll watch highlights on YouTube and I'll, I'll watch a show here and there, but I try not to, to watch a whole lot of wrestling. Yeah. I, I don't even have time really. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I try and watch what I can, but it always ends up being like 
a match or two or three from this show and yeah oh i really like that guy so like next time i've got 15 minutes or whatever that i can blow on nothing like that i'm gonna go find more of this guy yep so i'm not watching an entire show like i, I do the exact same thing i just handpick matches that i hear about or like i'll see something on twitter like everyone's blown up about a certain match I'm like oh okay i'll go find that match and watch it and be like yeah that was totally worth it <laughs> sometimes though it sucks because everybody's like oh my god this was so great it's literally one three-second spot, and the rest of the match is trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. This, this is cool. I'm glad I wasted 15 minutes. The hype, man. The hype. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fall for it every time. <laughs> every time. You want to get a match, get 15 people on Facebook to tell me to. <laughs> you, you throw the one little thing where I don't even, it doesn't even matter. Somebody's standing on the top ropes like this, and all it says is OMG. Like, yep, I'm going to see why. <laughs> every time. Let's count that as a view right yeah yeah every it, it drives me nuts but oh well i've found a bunch of cool people that way though but um, uh i did like so the, the one thing you had asked like about like what is what do i want to do like moving forward with wrestling um i want to keep doing i want to do more like i want to do more wrestling obviously um i want to keep having meaningful matches um i like taking right now i really like taking some of the younger dudes underneath my wing, if you will, and trying to teach them the, the right way or Kong's way um, that things are done. Uh, but also I, I really like creating, there was a time where uh, I was putting out like these little uh, episode things on YouTube for Alexander S. Kirk and I, and it was kind of like, uh, like a mockumentary style, sort of like the office, um, just, uh, just kind of like a mankind, the rock. That was like our gimmick thing. It, it was just like, yeah, it's all my YouTube. It's some of it's like, some of it, some of it's a little cringy, but it, I really liked that because it, it got a lot of traction with, with a lot of fans in Warsaw. Um, and because it was just us coming up with like the silliest ideas to, to make content about. Yeah. So um, eventually I'd like to get back to doing that when I have some free time. Um, yeah. Right now, uh, currently right now, I'm training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to kind of help. I me. saw that the other day. Yeah, so I really want to add more stuff to my repertoire as far as that goes. And, and I think it speaks, it does speak a little bit more volume when people look at you as a wrestler and realize like, oh, not only are you a wrestler, but you also know real life Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so that really seems- hurt me, like not even just yeah. on TV, but really doing it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wanna kind of start bringing some of that stuff over into my wrestling. Um, Cause that, man, that is, it is, it's funny because it's the hardest, probably the hardest thing that I've done. And it reminds me a lot of when I first started wrestling training. We train out of a garage. It's hot. It's uncomfortable. Uh, just a few guys getting together, but it's uh, it, it reminds me a lot of wrestling training, which is why I'm so in love with it right now. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's good. That'll be fun when you get all that stuff figured out and can kind of incorporate it. To oh man, I'm already like I'm already like watching, seeing things. I'm like, ooh, that would look super cool in a match. Like, and that's a sweet submission. Like, I can make someone tap out. Like really quickly with that like oh, that yeah. would looks that looks real nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, i mean like some, some of those guys like ernest miller right like yeah he's legit like kickboxer karate guy like he will for real knock your teeth out the back of your head man i liked watching him as a kid too oh he's so fun so fun and like not even like the gimmicky part right like the the oh like i'm a dancing yeah around whatever like 
I mean, that was cool, but like his matches were his athletic ability was yeah. off the charts. The, the roundhouse kick, like I swear to God, he knocked teeth out with that. Like, <laughs> he, oh yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know how. I some of the kicks that that you guys do, I don't, I I can't figure out how you pull it. Like it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I would pull a muscle trying to pull the kick. Pray. I just pray. Like, hey, man, <laughs> apologize. Ask for close your eyes. Man, I hope I did this right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Put your hand up, brother. It's fine. <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, I guess we're about a, an hour or so. Um, we will run through, like, we do these, uh, like, quick picks. Like, I just yeah. give you a couple things and tell me what one you like better. You don't even have to explain it. Just. Oh, okay. If you want to, go for it. If not, whatever. Uh, so Hogan or Andre? Hogan. Hogan? Hogan. Good choice. Uh, Jake or Piper on the mic? Piper. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I really liked Piper, too. Jake was just scary. Yeah. Jake was scary, but I felt like Piper uh, invoked more emotion. Like, different yeah. different oh, yeah. rain, range of emotion. Yeah, Piper Piper was like smart scary. Yeah. Like he he would use all the right words that you didn't even know were the right words. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh Stinger Undertaker. Sting. Uh Street Profits or Crime Time? Oh, Crime Time. Crime Time all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Street Profits, but I remember Crime Time coming up and I just thought. I mean, at the time, uh, I was in school, so I was, like, in high school, and those dudes, like, I was super into, like, hip-hop music, nope. which I love, I'm a big hip-hop head, but uh, G-Unit was out, like, nope. 50 Cent, and I saw that, and, like, as someone that was a big fan of that, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Now there's, like, a there's like a version of G-Unit wrestling now. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, like, I already had the Tims and the big baggy pants, and, like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go hang out with Shad and JTG this weekend, watch. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Uh, NWR DX. Mm, DX. Twitter or Facebook? Uh, Facebook. Uh, what would you rather watch? WWE, AEW, or a bunch of randy, random indies? Um, current product, WWE. Uh, any time period, random indies. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is like peak of random indies? Peak of random indies. Uh, ooh. Um, well, for me personally, I really liked New Japan when uh, Devitt was there. Prince Devitt was there, yeah. um, and he, and like he was there. Omega was there. Just that whole um, that who, whole junior heavyweight division at that time. Man, uh, Davy Richards was there. Like when they could wrestle like Ring of Honor guys. Um, man, that was, to me was the peak because that was the wrestling that I, that really hooked me, um, as an athlete. Like I liked, I liked wrestling in general, but when I started training and started really understanding the business, like I started watching those guys and I was like, Oh, like that's real wrestling. Like they're learning from Japanese wrestlers and it's hard and it looks really, really tough. Um, and just it's hard hitting. Like, so that to me was peak. So I can go and you can go back and look at guys like Samoa Joe, CM Punk, um, and they're all in that same, same general 10 year timeline right there. Yeah. Uh, just everyone running on the Indies. Right. Yeah. That, I feel like at that time, cause that would have been like, what, like, Oh, five ish. 
Yeah. I think then all I wanted to do was watch Impact. Because <laughs> like Joe was there and AJ yeah. was there and Abyss. Um, I think that's right when Hogan came back over there. Yeah, AJ Styles. That's uh, funny that you mentioned him because I actually have a fun, really funny story about AJ Styles. Um, so I have uh, a family friend, big Samoan guy. He used to, when he was alive, you know, unfortunately he was killed in a, an accident. Um, but just this five, nine, 300 pound Samoan dude that lived in South Bend, Indiana by the name of big George. Um, he knew that I was a wrestling fan. And I think I was like 18 at the time. And I went to stay with his family um, right after I graduated high school, just as like a celebration to hang out. And he asked me, he said, Hey, you know, you know, this guy, AJ Styles. And I was like, yeah, I know AJ Styles. Like he's an awesome wrestler. Like, of course he's on impact. Like I watch impact in WWE. Like, of course he's like, Oh, he's like, yeah, he's super cool. When I met him, he did security for impact once somewhere. And he was like, yeah, I have a cell phone number. He's like, and we text sometimes he's like, you want to give him a call? And I was like, okay, sure. Like you have AJ Styles phone number. That dude called AJ Styles. And I talked to AJ Styles as an 18 year old kid. What? I just, and I was like, is this really AJ Styles? And then, you know, and he's got that, that Southern, that yeah. Southern accent. And he's like, yeah, this is AJ. He's like, yeah, this is AJ Styles. He's like, yeah, big George told me you're a big fan. I was like, I am a big fan. I was like, this is can be really, he's like, no, it's really me, man. Like, it's nice to meet you. Like, uh, not a big deal. A big George called me or whatever. And like, that's like one of those memories where like, uh, I never think about it until someone brings up AJ and I'm like, I talked to AJ Styles on the phone as an 18 year old kid for no reason at all. Like no good right. reason at all. <laughs> right. Dude, that's awesome though. That's, that's fantastic. Big, big thing. He, I mean, he's another one that I feel like he would just be super down to earth and like, like actually take the time with people instead of just big time or whatever and blow it all. Oh, for sure. I think he's, I think that's kind of like his, that's why he stayed away from WWE, right? Like he was very loyal to, to impact and he's looking, I mean, I don't obviously know him personally, but he seems really loyal to his kids. You're talking to him when you were 18. I think you guys are, (laughs) we're we're pretty much best friends, (laughs) but uh, he seems really loyal to his family. So, um, and helping his raise his son. So that that's, he seems like a really good guy. Um, it's funny. I ran into him at the airport in Atlanta. Uh, you remember? Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. He did not remember. Um, but I saw him at the airport in Atlanta and I just said, Hey to him. Uh, I think that was last year. I, and I, I was, uh, it was like super early in the morning too, like six 30. Uh, we were both in line in security in Atlanta. The line for security is always super long anyway. Ridiculous. And so I was on the phone, I was on my, the phone with my wife and I said, man, this guy, I swear to God, this is the conversation. I said, this guy over here in the hood looks really familiar and I cannot put my finger on it. Like, and she's like, well, what does it look like? I was like, I don't know. He's a guy with his hood up. Like everyone just looks really shitty right now. Cause we're stuck in security. And, <laughs> and I was like, but there's something really familiar. And so he like moved or something. And I was like, oh shit. That's why there's a pay-per-view this, it was like Saturday. I was like, it's, there's a pay-per-view tomorrow. And that's AJ Styles. And she's like, oh, we'll say hi. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I always get so nervous when I see random people that I look up to like that out, at, like, in public or whatever. But you know what? Like, I, like you said, uh, we were talking earlier. Like, I think they, as long as you do it in a respectful way, I don't think they mind. Um, and I've never, 
I never want to miss, like I, as a fan, like I wouldn't want to miss an, out on an opportunity because I was too nervous to talk to like a lifelong hero. Right. Like uh, those moments come very, very far, few and far between. So like, if I see somebody that like, for me now, I think the only person that would make me really, really fanboy out is, is, uh, is the rock. If I ever met the rock. So fingers crossed that happens. Right. Um, but even if I just saw him at random, like I would try to be as respectful as possible, but I'm not going to not talk to the rock. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, as a little kid, uh, we were at, sorry, I'm like talking, telling a bunch of stories now. Oh, dude, you're good. Um, but as a little kid, I think I was in second grade. We went on a family vacation to Disney World. Um, so second grade, 1995, 96, somewhere in there. So WCW as a, at its peak, right? Um, Orlando, Florida. So we're in line for, it's a small world. And I'm with my dad um, and my brother, my mom. And there's this really tall, super tan guy next to us. And I look up and I, I recognize him. So I told my dad, I'm like, dad, that's Hulk Hogan. And he's like, no, that's not Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, no, dad, this like, and I remember vividly seeing him and he was wearing like a black, uh, black muscle shirt, had the bandana on, you know, he had the, like the, the blonde mustache with the black, like the, the facial, the, the five o'clock shadow. My dad's like, that's not Hulk Hogan. Like that's gotta be an impersonator or something. And then lo and behold, as an older person, I look up, there was like a pay-per-view in Orlando, like in Florida, like that weekend. Uh, he was there with his family. Like, cause I remember him seeing like with his kids or whatever. And I'm like, oh, great. I never said hello to Hulk Hogan because like my dad was too nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, like that's, that's the dumb part of my kid, right? Like I fangirl the shit out of everything, right? Like, <laughs> but so does she, but when she does it, I'm like, hey, look, like she wants to talk to you, but she's afraid to. So like, that's a good segue right there. Oh, Super yeah. Good segue. Yeah. I, I use her for that every time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's like that is the one time that I remember, like when we didn't say hello to Hulk Hogan because we didn't think it was real. And then like 20 years later, I found out that it was real Hulk Hogan. And I'm just like distraught. I remember telling my friend, I was like, I had the opportunity to meet Hulk Hogan and talk to him. And I didn't. Here we are. <laughs> I would be upset to say the least. Yeah. That's crazy though. That's awesome. That's good stuff. But all right, man. Well, I will let you get off here. Um, this has been fun though. We should, we should definitely do this again. That'd be awesome. Yeah.